2: Boogie well, hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not gonna say it. That sounds too good. No, good, bro. Uh, no, 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 how no, how no, no. They they no. <laughs>
1: if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep a Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Proudly, excitedly, thrilled to be brought to you by GSPN and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. Joined as always by the remarkable, fired up Rohan Kadi. Rohan, we are recording. We don't usually do this. Listeners know some games demand it. Directly after the Bucks withstood the Clippers after the Bucks made a huge comeback. 106-105 in five serve. Late night game to accommodate TNT. Oh my goodness, was it worth staying up for? Uh, Rohan, A, hey, how's it going? be what is your excitement level after watching Giannis prove you're you're just wrong if you're discounting him from Mvp conversations.
2: I'm feeling great. I'm feeling absolutely fantastic. It's one of those games where it's a gut-wrenching loss, but it's it's uh it's you feel so happy when it's a win. Yeah. Because it's like it, it's a it's a one point it's a one point deficit, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah. Yeah, 106-105, one, one yeah. Yeah. Again, it's like midnight. Give, give, yeah. me, give me a break. Um, it's, just, it's, like, it's such a small margin of error. You know that Giannis is putting up the second highest scoring game of his career in this game. And you're like, oh my goodness, they've come back from down 21 points in the third quarter. If they lose, it's going to be heartbreaking. But if you win, it's going to be euphoric. Luckily, the Bucks managed to win this game. It is the euphoria. It's the feeling of overwhelming. It's, it's a feeling of, you just need Giannis, and you've got a shot against anyone. You've got a shot against anyone, because today, this game, for the most part, it was just Giannis. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we'll get into it. Um, he scored over half the points. He did. Well, it was just Giannis offensively, and I think yes. this was truly... You know, you talk about a playoff atmosphere game. I think this was that. And I think there were, especially in our Discord, certainly on Twitter as well, some extreme Debbie Downer energy when the Bucks went down 20. I really, I wasn't bothered in a big picture sense for a few reasons. One, Bobby Portis remains out. I think this is a bad game for Brooke. Brooke out of stock. It's a bad matchup for Brooke. Bobby would have helped a lot. And they had to play some some minutes with without any five, right? Like Giannis and Brooke both out. Chris played the five. They had Wes Matthews guarding Ivica Zubox. We'll talk about Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews. Oh, signature Wes Matthews game in a lot of ways. But they relied on their defense. And I think Drew Holiday did not celebrate his, his first all-star in 10 years. Congrats to Drew Holiday. Um, certainly well-deserved. Did not celebrate it with a scoring outburst. But the defense he played on Kawhi Leonard and I think the whole team played on Kawhi and also Paul George was just remarkable and literally the Bucks had opportunities to extend their lead late in the fourth the West wide open elbow three just felt so perfect to bring it out to four and it wouldn't end it but it would you know it'd really be a nice you know
2: when that when that shot was going up I was like oh my god this game one versus Philly Mm, and then he missed but I was like, in that, in that like half second, I was like, oh my God, it's parallel. It's this and,
1: again. The, and what I was, what I mentioned earlier about not being too worried about this game, both for the injuries and Chris on the minutes restriction. Like Chris couldn't close. I mean, they had to close with Ingalls instead. Ingalls was fine in this game. It wasn't great. He had some big moments. You know, you'd rather have Chris out there, clearly, which is a huge deal. He played really well against the Clippers. Like we continue to get encouraging tape on Chris when he is able to play, uh, with the minutes restriction. But, the shooting variance in this game was just tough. I mean, we know the Bucks climb up sometimes from deep. They were missing. I mean, Chris had a wide open corner three in the first half. That West shot was wide open. Grayson, when he wasn't turning down shots, missed a couple good ones. Did make some as well. Just felt like the Bucks were just getting these looks that just weren't falling. Then on the other end, Norm Powell with somebody in his face. You know, Marcus Morris made a couple with pretty solid defense being played. Obviously, you know, Kawhi and Paul George are gonna score. You know, they weren't overwhelming. I believe Giannis handily outscored both of them combined. Uh, that's correct. Yep. They combined for 33. Giannis, I don't know if we said it out right, 54 points, 19 rebounds, two assists uh, in this game for him, 21 for 39 from the field.
2: He he outscored Kawhi, Paul George, and Marcus Morris. Shout out Numak for that.
1: Yeah, is that their three leading scores?
2: Yeah. No, <sighs> Norm Powell, Norm Powell. Oh,
1: yeah, Norm at 26. Okay. Um, But he outscored Norman and any one other Clipper, which is still pretty damn impressive. Just, I mean, we'll talk about Giannis more in just a second. But I, I think it was just like one of those games where the bounces just weren't going. And I think it would have been pretty easy for the Bucks in the second half, like the third quarters when it was the worst, to kind of go, okay, it's not our night. We've seen this happen, right? The Grizzlies game, maybe the low point of the season when they got just throttled early and they said – ah, whatever, we don't need this one. And they didn't, and I really love that they didn't, both because now we get to do this pod and because we did need a win like this. And we certainly got it tonight.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is their sixth in a row and the previous five wins have been against teams. We talked about this in our last episode. It's against sort of teams that are not not, not the upper class of competition yeah. that you would say. Uh, teams missing players, teams missing uh, talent in general. Yeah. Um, but now they face a team in the Clippers who, for like one of the only times this season, are fully healthy, fully available, and you get to see the Bucks go toe to toe with them and say, "Hey, like Brian Anderson and Stan Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, by the way, can we can we take a second to?" Rep- I tweeted this out during the game. He, he figured it he out. Went, he went from a not not even that. I, I, I don't care about that. Um, Tade Quampo, no, that didn't make a didn't make a return. He went full from Ivica Zubac is the best Giannis oh. defender I've ever seen in my entire life. To actually, it's a good thing that he fouled out. So now <laughs> that it's Giannis is getting a different look. The complete heel turn because he's like, oh yeah, my take's getting roasted because Giannis has fifty four points.
1: The, um, Zubats, every time he gets called for, he, Zubat should have fouled out in, I think, maybe the first quarter. I mean, the first quarter, Giannis couldn't believe that he wasn't getting some of these calls. And I don't know why this has become a trend that Giannis only gets calls in the second halves now, but it was the last game out too. It was the same deal. He's getting mauled in the first quarter and it's not a call. And it's, oh, Giannis is 0 for 7 to start. Yeah. Four of them were him at the rim, either two hands on his back in the post, which if you read the rule book is a foul. Or making contact in his drives, not not having your feet set, not being vertical. And they just don't call it. And then they, it's very weird how they do that. Like the same as the 10-second free throw thing, I wish they would just call it the same throughout the games. I think it's very frustrating that it just changes. And you'll see stuff that's less physical than what was a no-call in the first quarter will we'll foul out Zubots in the fourth quarter. Not saying he didn't – like when he fouled out, they reviewed it, they challenged it. It was a foul. I mean, he, he was moving into Giannis. You can't do that, um, despite what officials allow teams to do for most of the games. But it, it is pretty ridiculous. But uh, Zubats, it's like it, sometimes these players, where it's like they kind of come out of nowhere, and NBA nerds kind of like them, and then it just gets carried away. Like these, like Zubats, he's fine. I, I don't know. He's, he's, a, go, fine. he's
2: a good defensive. He's like an upper tier defense. He's an upper he's tier f- def- an defensive big. Yeah.
1: That's but not that upper tier. Clearly, based on what we just witnessed, he's a very well, good I rebounder. Mean, Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. It's in terms of like going up against centers. It was uh, uh, it's it's just it's difficult to see how you can succeed putting centers on Giannis. We've seen this happen. Like teams try to do this time and time again, and time and time again, those teams have seen their centers get absolutely roasted. I think uh, like Zubots just did tonight.
1: I think we can extend it to just players. Like there's just, I mean. Giannis was not bothered by Kawhi in this ballgame. And this no, felt this felt like a yeah. – kind of like the LeBron game when Giannis – which I've referenced 20 times this year when Giannis put the crown on and you're like, oh, Giannis is better than LeBron now. And you just knew. That's what – I mean, not, 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 not that I'm saying I didn't realize Giannis was better than Kawhi at this point. But have we seen them really battle that much since 2019? Not really, no. Not that many. I think they, I mean, they like, beat the I, hell out I, of the Kawhi's Clippers with hard. them playing once. Yeah, he just hasn't played that much. But this to me did feel like like that moment again, where like, oh, just so you know, I'm better than you now, and that's just how it is.
2: Yes, this this was a statement game. Yeah, because you can tell the Clippers took it really seriously. Oh yeah, like both teams are like, hey, this might be a finals matchup. Yeah, and it very well could be with the way like it's leaning like probably unlikely considering what the Clippers look like in the state of the West. Yeah. But there's a chance. It's not there's out a of the realm there, of possibility.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, there's but, people who still think the Warriors could win the West, which I think is like That's cute. Warriors fans don't think that. <laughs> that's really cute.
2: Um, but again, back to my original point. When you've got Giannis, you got a chance. And the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks tie. They have Giannis Jedukova. No one else does.
1: Yeah. Um, Thank goodness.
2: It was it was it was a game worth staying up for. At the beginning, when they started to get down, I was like, "I'm losing my beauty sleep over this." <laughs> you did say, but that. <laughs> um, it's uh, it it was well worth it. Well, well worth it indeed. Is this game um,
1: six against Phoenix vibes? It's kind of the same game.
2: Not as good for Very free Very different throw. circumstances. Well, yeah,
1: of course. But it's just terms of Giannis fifty ball, 50 fifty fifty. Oh, it, it felt case. like that. It and felt like, like that.
2: It felt like Giannis was just going and getting whatever he wanted. Yeah. He was okay, Zubats, you're backing off. Okay, I'm just gonna get a uh, Stan Van Gundy's favorite phrase, get a head of steam and then go uh go. <laughs> I, watched down the ba- gr-
1: I watched the Bally broadcast. I should have no regrets. It. I should have switched it. There's no one better. Uh, it was Marcus. It was a Marcus game, to be clear. Oh, it, it went, was a yeah, Marcus, Mar- it was Marcus game. Oh, I, have told I thought you. I saw
2: someone on Twitter saying it was a Steam no, game. No, he
1: did the. He was on like the the table before the thing, right? They had oh, a, and I actually saw that. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, he's probably not on the call. This is money. Oh no! Zora did uh, a, a thing about housing inequality coming out of a timeout. That I think oh, the broadcast man. should have given more like credence to. Did they didn't? I, I think they should have given her a little more space to cook with that. That was very cool as well. I hope they do that all throughout the month and help educate yeah, myself Zora. and others. Zora did a fantastic job. Yeah. But yeah, it was Amazing. a great Valley Sports broadcast.
2: Yes. But Stan Van Gundy's phrase of getting getting ahead of steam. Uh if Zubots backed off, Giannis was just getting to the rim. Uh if they wanted to, you know, just load up, he was making great passes and getting the ball back in better spots. He was hitting his jumpers. He was doing he was getting to whatever spot he wanted to, and he was like he was making whatever shots he wanted to. It it's was of, a it was a peak game.
1: It's one of those games where he takes too many threes, but the two makes are worth it. I think Absolutely. he was two for eight, and it was like okay. I, also, it's like I, I've said this before. His threes sometimes are just like punts in a certain to a certain extent. And with the way the rest of the team was playing offensively, I mean, I don't. I think that it was they were probably more efficient than shots taken by the rest of the guys um yeah it's
2: it feels like possessions where he's like man i'm tired but it's yeah. also like i'm the only one who's got yeah. anything going let me do something here <laughs> yeah um it, and you know what he he earns those shots 100 percent.
1: 100 100 earns yeah. those shots
2: he could take 50 of those in a game and i wouldn't be really mad at it
1: i i i like that he's comfortable with them in the big moments but not the biggest moments
2: you like he I mean? recognizes the spot.
1: Yeah, like he's take he took a couple with like four minutes left in the game, and they left him wide open with like two minutes or a minute forty or something. And he kind of acted like he was, and he, he's like, no, let me get let me do my thing. And then I think that was maybe the play he followed Zubats out on, and it was like, yeah, I, I need something a little more reliable here. He, I, I don't worry about his shot selection. I, I give Giannis the benefit of the doubt every time on any minute. lifetime
2: benefit of the doubt
1: lifetime. All right, who else should we talk about from this game?
2: Um, Let's talk about the fresh-minted All-Star, Drew Holiday. Uh, Once again, like you mentioned, congrats to Drew Holiday. Well-deserved All-Star. The Bucks do indeed have a second All-Star in this game. Drew Holiday's first appearance is 2013. Longest gap in NBA history between All-Star appearances. Uh, I believe the previous record was like six years or something. Wow. This is 10. 10 years 2013 if it was Drew or if it was Brooke, either of them would have broken it because yeah. they were teammates in that all-star game together uh but uh Drew gets the nod it's deserved the bucks would not be here without Drew Holiday they would not be second in the east without Drew Holiday he's been a monster he can right, good timing uh for his on his part getting those monster performances yeah. right before b- voting but it's still well deserved Finally, Drew Holiday gets another All Star bid. I feel like we've been we've been wanting this for years. Ever since he's been on the Bucks, Pretty we've much. been wanting it, and now we finally. Even when he wasn't on the Bucks, I was like, "Please let Drew Holiday be an All Star again." And it finally happens. It's on the Bucks. It's perfect. It's amazing. It's basically and,
1: uh, it's the Conley yeah. arc. Conley ended up in that same space, and they gave him one. Although they kind of gave him like a. You're on the way to the NBA old folks home, but we'll put you in the all-star game because you're on a good team. I don't think Drew's was – I think Drew's was more like the coaches don't care that much. They like defense. They like champions. So they went with Drew Holiday, which is like totally fair. They also like good teams and also –
2: Take that Pascal Siakam.
1: Sorry. Yeah. I mean how did Pascal not make it? Um, He's been really bad for like two weeks and the Raptors have been really bad all year. Why would he make it? And speaking of – Thankfully, there was a more egregious pick than Drew, so that the Harden and Jimmy Butler and everyone fans aren't mad at Drew. They're mad at Demar Derozan on Distinking De Bulls, who somehow made. It. I don't understand that one. I...
2: In the East, in the West, what about Jaron?
1: Oh yeah, Jaron Jackson made it over Anthony Davis.
2: He's played. I think he's played twenty more minutes this season than AD.
1: I mean, you know, listen, obviously, given what we do, we're not huge AD proponents, but AD is simply much better than Jaron Jackson Jr. a
2: monster! Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, we, we, we're not big fans of but like, there's no denying that yeah, he's a monster.
1: When he plays, he's very good, which is kind of the same about Jaron Jackson, except just not as good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Uh, And shout out the Grizzlies. Uh, Dylan Brooks just punching Donovan Mitchells in the, in, the, in the
1: Mitchells. We don't even have in the Mitchells. We don't even have time for Grizzlies talk on this pod. But suffice it to say, like, when a, a meaningful, uh, you beat the Wolves in the playoffs. You beat the Warriors in the play-in when they were like, a sad shell of the, which they are now, but and they're and now the Warriors are kicking their ass this regular season. And just win something.
2: Anything you yeah, mean. Back, back the talk up even a little
1: bit. Imagine if the Bucks beat the Pistons, then lost to the Celtics in 19. And the next year Giannis was like, I'm not worried about the East. We'd be like, that's that's a stupid thing to say. And the Wolves are very much the Pistons of the West. Yes. Very much. Yes. Okay, back uh, to the game. I wanna I wanna pair someone else with Drew. Wes and Drew, I thought, were kind yes. of the standouts defensively, and we've talked about how Wes's trend line has been going up, which is a good sign. And this game, the shooting abandoned him, which is unfortunate. It took a couple the the first or the second three he missed. He kind of rushed one in the corner, and there was some ire over it. And I think a couple possessions before that in a row. The Bucks kind of just like ping pong the ball around, and they'd like make a little advantage, but not shoot. And I'm willing to guess there was an emphasis from the coaching staff and Bud like shoot the damn ball if you're open. And so I gave West the benefit on that. He missed some good shots. We know that's going to happen with West from time to time. Did get to the free throw line for four shots and made three of them, which was nice. But his defense, one of them was
2: very key at the end of the oh yeah. at the end of the quarter. At the, yeah, the third quarter or the second quarter.
1: Uh, end of the second. It was end of the first half.
2: Yeah, he got in sad. for
1: an offensive rebound on a Giannis miss and made one of the free throws, um, but missed the first one, unfortunately. But it's one of those where you look at the stat sheet and you're like, yeah, he was terrible. You look at the tape and you're like, wow, he was indispensable. Like Drew and West switching. Like I remember at one point, the Clippers, I don't know why they did this. They took like eight seconds of the shot clock to have Kawhi screen for Paul George. And then the, it they they get the Bucks fought it. They made him wait a while, and then finally the switch happens, and it's like Kawhi on Wes, and he missed a contested jumper. And I was like, "What was your angle there? What did you want to accomplish?" I don't understand. There's, I mean, there's other players you could try to target. Not many at that point in the game, but I thought Wes was just remarkable. He find he finds ways to do just enough offensively, so that he's not a huge black hole, and defenses have to respect him a bit. And defensively, he's still one of the best bucks on the team. Still one of the best defenders in the league, based on what we've seen. I don't know if it was just knocking the rust off or getting in shape, but he's back, and it's that's a huge deal.
2: I think it's a you can't play him too much sort yeah. of thing. It's yeah. a you, you have to manage his minutes. You can't let him uh, accrue too many because he, he he's in he's in hashtag old at this thirty six.
1: Marcus said I think on the broadcast. Yeah. He's getting wow. up there. I mean, he looks amazing for that age. I'll tell you what.
2: He's had a he's had a long career, man. Yes, and the ups and, and downs bit, too. I know it's like everyone if, working his way back after that Achilles tear in Portland. Yep. Like, to still be a productive NBA player to this day, credit all credit to Wes Matthews.
1: And also um, the positive locker room energy from Wes and George. Azora reported at one point. This was before George played. He played a little bit in the third quarter. But it and was the like, braids too. And the headband. the whole new I don't know, George is just like, I I I mess with Lindell Wigginton. I like the vibes. That's He's like, Am I'm I doing. going to Apparently. Phoenix? I gotta
2: change it up. Oh, you
1: know. Well don't don't but Zora reported that he um he was the one who was like leading the emphasis for the players in the huddle. And I just had to think like George, who doesn't play every night, who hasn't played in a little bit now, is the one like, you know, involved like invested in the game. Talking about we need to lock up on defense, not even played in this game yet. And you contrast that to Surge, who is like, just gone. And it's like, yeah, I know the guy. I'm glad that is still around the team. And I, it, I'll, it, it might be the good move. I'm all, I'm just can't even get my words. Here. I'm so moved by what George Hill did. It might be the good move to trade him for Crowder. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But. It'll hurt a little bit because he's given his all for the bucks every time he can. So credit to George. Hill. Yes.
2: Yes. Absolutely all credit to George. And, Wes, Hill. and I who I think, is the same boat. Yes. And but I think I think Wes has a little more to give as a player uh, yeah. than George. But like that doesn't mean that George is not valuable. Like you just mentioned, he is valuable in his role. Um and it would be sad to see him get traded. Uh but um, you know, it's a it's a The NBA is a cruel business. George Hill would uh, possibly get traded again. Uh, There's the Jay Crowder rumors, obviously looming large. Is that, are we just waiting for the Phoenix Suns to get their new ownership in place for it to to actually take place? Yeah. That will be probably dealt with next week, as the trade deadline is next Thursday, Feb 9. It is... um, It is something that I did not expect to be waiting on uh, before the season started is, Oh my God, are the bucks going to be waiting on Jay Crowder's trade request? And it's like, are the bucks of the team, they're going to have to be waiting for a new owner to take over. Like it's just, it's just all of the NBA bingo cards have lined up uh, for this to happen. But um, yeah, it'd be sad to see George go in a trade. Uh, Where are you at with Jay Crowder trades after this game? Because after watching this game, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I could have I could have takeaways going either way on this. Oh, I'm because I'm very pro. You're very pro on this game yeah. because my my thing is is that Jay Crowder in like his essence is a defensive wing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the Bucks' problem today. I I don't know
1: if it entirely wasn't. I think a little bit of it was the Bobby injury. But they didn't have enough big bodies to go small the whole, the whole game or even the whole second half. Like Brooke had to play a little bit in the second half. He ends up on minus 32 in 23 minutes. Like that's impressive. It's, he was a minus 30 in 18 minutes. Actually, the first half was much worse, but it's just like they, they could use more options. And I think it's like just a, is he maybe just a bigger version of Wes? Well, probably is going to give you a little more offensively regularly, but not as good defensively. Yes. I think that is useful, though, because I think there was a point in this game in the third quarter when I was like, okay, the list of guys who can play against this team, the way they hunt mismatches and force you to switch. Ziannis, Chris, Drew, of course. Wes, beyond a doubt. Pat Conradin, who can play against – Pat's strength is – he never gets schemed off the floor. Like Pat can always play. Javon, who gave them good minutes, again, was not not a good shooting game, but he had a plus effect on the team. And like maybe Hill. I didn't think Grayson could hang out there, that they hunted him. They found him. Like every buck on the team, it felt like, was like clamping Paul George. And then he gets on Grayson. He's just like directly at the rim. It was tough. Uh, and Brooke just, it's a bad matchup for Brooke. We know what Brooke's strengths are. You know, perimeter switching is not it. And I think having Crowder as another option so that you don't need to be saying, can we get 30 minutes out of West in this regular season game? Can Wes average 32 minutes a game in the playoffs? If it's, you know, let, let's say, forget the Clippers in the finals, Boston is a very similar principle, right, with the two apex wings. And I do think you could use another option, whether injuries, foul trouble, for whatever reason it may be. I think having another guy that you really trust to be out there unlocks a lot. And the Bucks came back in large part because their small, switchy lineups totally took away what the Clippers wanted to do, and they just made it too hard for Kawhi, Kawhi and PG. And I think having more ammo to do that better against Boston is still essential.
2: Yeah, it's it's one thing I was thinking about uh in terms of this is like, how how much do you really have to prepare for a team like the Clippers when it's like are you really going to see the Clippers in the playoffs? If they get to the finals, but then it's like like you mentioned, Boston is a very similar team in terms of their team building, in terms of their defensive. Uh, Strengths—they're like—they're actually like physical makeup. Yeah, um, they're—they're very, very similar teams. It's just—it's curious as to why one is successful and one's not. I mean, it's not curious; it's injuries. Yeah, the guys play on Boston. that's the biggest. (laughs) It's—it's not very difficult to discern at all. And
1: also, every Celtics player is like ten years younger than their Clippers equivalent, (laughs) which seems to be helping as the years go on.
2: Uh, And maybe like twenty in like Nick Batum's case. But uh, I don't know Dude. why I just took a random shot. Dude, at Robert two.
1: Covington was like,
2: "Oh my god, was he's a so cooked."
1: Giannis spun on him, and Roko's feet didn't move before Giannis dunked the ball.
2: I'm out on him as a bio candidate. No, by the he's way. not good I'm enough. Out. I'm yeah. all the way out. Like, if there's no one else, maybe
1: <laughs> I I would just ra- I would legitimately like give me Joey's camp. Like, I, yeah. I I don't need. There's no point. There's just you know I get if you get cooked by Giannis, but with the kind of player Covington is. He should be getting bullied. He should not be getting, like, just beat around him. That's a huge issue. Like, I mean, Giannis is hard to guard for a lot of different reasons for everything he does. But, like, again, if if Giannis put him under the basket, I'd go, okay, sure. He didn't move fast enough. Like, he just didn't move at all. It was like Spencer yeah. Hawes. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> That's what it, yeah, reminded it was me of. Enough. It was not pretty. No. It was not pretty at all. Uh but yeah it's like you you have you're basically preparing for a team like Boston and i agree jay crowder would be uh he'd be a, like a good like a good addition for that kind of uh matchup but uh like i don't know if you're losing a guy like george hill like you you're sad to see him go but is it i think it might be worth it
1: i think it's worth it I, I, and i really i don't think at this point they're going to trade grayson at the deadline it seems to me like, maybe that'll be an offseason thing. Maybe they'll give him the second shot in the playoffs. As many, including yourself, have said, he deserves that. He's shown improvements. I don't think this game was positive tape. I think there may just be some limitations that he just can't overcome through sheer work. We'll see. I mean, it's likely that they will see the Celtics at some point, you know, and certainly some other tough physical playoff series before then, if if anything, um, this I mean, was not great. Really, will they? What? It's just Boston. Mm, yeah, pretty much.
2: I it's mean, just it, Boston. They,
1: they could have a hard series, I think, but it wouldn't be for the same reasons.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the only reason you get like the only reason where it's like, oh my god, we need Jake Rowder as an addition is like for a team like Boston. And to be I fair, think Brooklyn that's he the- helps.
1: I think Brooklyn is helpful. Brooklyn's not strong enough. You need guys to throw at KD, though. I think – and again, you have to take away the – I don't know how much the Sixers would do it because they're so different with Embiid in the middle, but I think Brooklyn would probably try and hunt him, too. We'll see. But with KD and Kyrie.
2: Fair. Fair. But – and, again, you should be preparing for a team like Boston because they are your main competition.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, it's it, – it You can the, – the, the price being probably less than Grayson in terms of rotation, guys, means that I think you don't worry about, oh, shoot, is it worth getting him if it's only some series? Like, I think, A, yes, anyway, even – Like, just in general because the price is – Like, not the first-round pick either. Like, second-round picks and salary, like, sure, why not? And, B – Yes, for sure. Because the one series is the one where you can presume you're not getting to the finals if you don't win that series. So I think you arm up as best you can. And it's a pretty modest price to pay for some real peace of mind. I also like wasn't blown away by Ingles in this game. And I kind of have similar concerns with Ingles as I do Grayson. He had some really nice defensive moments. Um, I think whatever reason, like Paul George wants no part of Joe Ingles. Like, absolutely is a weird I mean, thing it's it, it's, it, dates it goes back, back. To a yeah. yeah okay it, jazz
2: it's the it's the origin of uh playoff p
1: yeah oh my god um,
2: that's 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 when it started paul george said you guys haven't seen playoff p and then he got cooked by joe ingles
1: yeah I that's the when i knew donovan mitchell was a star because like like it's like it was like paul george wasn't there how good donovan mitchell was anyway um but I, I worry a little bit, especially Boston. I, I I'd like to see some full strength games against the Celtics before the playoffs. But it's I I think even he could end up like we can't play him that much. I think he'll play. I don't know how much. And just having another wing option who you're like, yeah, he can. We can roll him out there. He'll brick two threes and then make four in the next game. But we know the defense is what the defense is.
2: Yeah, it's just like when are those bricks going to happen? Because they're going to happen. Yeah, you, you know it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. But you yeah, can't
1: rely on his offense. But
2: the defense is there. Plus, if you still if you can match him up with West Matthews, that's yeah, uh, that's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good bench bench defensive combo.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just have the option to go so many different ways with not even just closing lineups, but like you could if you get Crowder without losing any of these guys we're talking about who contributed a lot tonight you could just go like, yeah, we're just, we're going to play all plus defenders for the whole fourth quarter of every playoff game. And that's a huge deal. Like, that's just a really big deal. And we saw like, that's exactly how the Bucks won this game was like leaning on their defense and then saying Giannis will do enough on the other end. And Giannis is that guy. Giannis is him. He can get it done. Even if there's no shot making around him, if the defense is there and it, you know, you'd like to not have to do that too often, but we know they can do that when they have to. We've seen it enough times now.
2: Yep. I think that's my, that's my biggest takeaway yeah. from this, uh, from this game is that Giannis, Giannis just gives you, you can do anything if Giannis is on your team. Yeah. Absolutely anything. That's all that matters is that he is a member of your team and he is for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and as for Jay Crowder, the tea leaves are reading that it's, uh, we think it's going to happen, right?
1: I think it probably does. I I think I think it was low. It might have been win horse. I've been grinding pods lately. They said, whichever one of them said it, the Bucks um they're looking at like they're going to get a big wing more or less. It was like they're, they're crowder and it's not just crowder like in case that does fall through or whatever, I think they're going to find someone. I mean, we know Jared Vanderbilt is available. I don't know if the Bucks are going after him. They usually like vets. um but I think they're going to come away with someone that they feel good about throwing on those kind of players. So, and I do think, you know, they should try to find a backup big in the buyout market or something too. It's less important when Portis is back, but I do think you get that big wing and then your lineup options for pretty much any matchup are just like perfect.
2: Yeah, it's just rounding out the roster. Yeah. And if you can't, might as well call up someone, take a chance. Yeah. Like they did for Ray John Zucker last year.
1: Yeah. Real quick. I know I said it before. Good Chris tape. Like good Chris
2: tape, very good Chris tape. It was uh, it was a little painful seeing him on the bench, and I know. this is something that I don't think we talked about on the last episode. But this is the first time in a while that we've seen the Bucks actually put a guy in a minutes restriction.
1: Yeah, a firm one. He only did twenty tonight, after twenty two the other night, which sucks.
2: That's not that's not the Bucks M O at all. Yeah. So whatever Chris has been dealing with has been very, very, very serious. So yeah. I'm glad that they're easing them back in. And these, this is the time to do it, like mid February. I mean, not mid. It's like literally the second day of the month. Uh, but you know, like February. Not I thought, I thought even
1: the month is mid.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like the shortest month. Yeah. So it's true. it's like the Andrew Snyder of months.
1: Oh, <laughs> he stayed up, watched the game, waiting on stocks. I'm an sorry, hour later Andrew. By I'm, him too.
2: I, I love you, Andrew. I love wow. you, Andrew. I had to do it. I love you, Andrew. That's brutal. Uh, I when uh when like it's whenever we meet him, it's just gonna be like I'm gonna like I'm gonna crouch on purpose so oh, he's
1: taller. Oh, you're you're doubling down. That wasn't no. actually a nice thing to say.
2: Oh, it's not. No. Oh. I hope he asks you how the weather is
1: up there. No tall person wants to hear that.
2: Uh, oh man. How about this? I'll buy Andrew's drinks.
1: Um, I think you want him back over. Yeah, based okay. on what I know <laughs> about Andrew, I, I think.
2: Right. I'll buy him all the sport wine he wants. <laughs> there <you> um, go. <laughs> do we have anything else we need to touch on here before we wrap up?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, we may yeah, have is... some bonus pods before the deadline next week. Obviously, if any trades happen, we'll be all over those as well. Uh, but exciting game. Glad to pod about it with you. Glad that we just haven't had that many exciting, like true great games like this. Great that it was on TNT. The Bucks won. Giannis made his case, but just fun to cover these again after like, Oh, they don't have anyone, and they get killed by Boston and Brooklyn, and then they beat the Nuggets and the Pistons, and it, it, this was good. I, I hope we get some yeah. more of these before our playoffs start.
2: Yeah, peeling back the curtain a little bit. We were originally going to record anyway, regardless of the game, yeah. on uh, on Friday morning, but we were like, this is too exciting. Yeah. We have to go after the game, and here we are at 1234. 1234.
1: 1234.
2: Yep, and that's a perfect way to wrap up. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on BlueWire and GSPN. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast platform choice, or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star rating rating and review, or leave a like on the video. Or on Repod. Check out, and Repod. Yeah, we didn't even mention Repod. Yeah. Check out Repod for a great community. Uh, it's, a, it's a good place to get uh, uh, good community going, good... Uh, Good conversation going. Make sure you check out Repod, um, and yeah. And am I missing anything? All of our links are at gspn.info/podrandom, and we'll talk to you next time. Bobby Port is here. One in six kids in our state don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's unacceptable. I've teamed up with Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin for the 2023 Peanut Butter and Jelly Challenge. If you need assistance or you want to help a neighbor in need by donating some PB&J, visit FeedingAmericaWI.org. Hydrite's
0: PB&J Challenge is also presented by Cousin Subs, Drake & Associates, Hupie & Abraham, Pick and & Save, and Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino.